Hey, welcome back to Gospel Life 360. My name is Brother Jeff. We thank you for joining again today. Gospel Life 360 is where the gospel is at the center of every discussion we have. Gospel Life 360 is about a living and transforming life of following after Jesus Christ. It's about discovering who Jesus is in every moment and circumstance of our lives. And like always, we're going to use the gospel as our uh, guidepost and our kind of our map to head on to this topic today of of what good is is it? What What's good about it? I mean, I think a lot of times in the process of us uh, doing service and doing uh, ministry in the world we live in, uh, we sometimes have ability to, to define things to be good because they're good, you know, because how the world sees them or how uh, maybe they're how comfortable or how convenient they are for us to do them. And and you know it fits into our schedule and, and and in all essence they probably do some good as far as helping people around our community and and but but and those things are all good in in the fact of how we define them but as i begin to really kind of examine my own life and begin to look at how i've done ministry and how i've defined good i thought i'd just go on a journey into the gospel and discover what god had to say about what's good and what's not again there's a lot of things we can do good and everybody would pass on the back and say that was a good thing you did but is God patting us on the back? Is, is God showing his favor toward us because we're accomplishing the good works that God's prepared for us? And so I would just encourage you maybe just to, to get some paper and pencil and just write some of these scriptures down. And, and as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, write some things down. And later on, spend some more time in depth with his word and see, examine your own life and see how God's working and what good works you're accomplishing according to what God says is good and not what we will say is good. And the first verse I want to start with is in the Gospel of John, chapter 9, verse 4. This is Jesus, and he says, We must work, we must work the works of him, of God, who sent me. As long as it is day, night is coming when no man can work. And again, we, we have a lot of good things in the world we can do. We can be busy doing church things or the appearance of church things. And But what Jesus says here is this, we must work the work of him who sent me. And the things that we go further into these scriptures today, we're going to discover sometimes the process or how we can discover what those good works are. It's not just about us deciding what's good and what appears to be good, but we must be able to see what God says is good and what God is working in us and through us to accomplish. In John chapter 4, verse 34 and 35, it says, Jesus said to them, he says, my food my nourishment, my food is to do the will of him, of God, who sent me, and to accomplish his works. There it is again, his works. Jesus could have done many, many things, but he said, I have to do what God sent me to do. I have to do his works. He said, do not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields that they are white for harvest. I think many times in our process of trying to find something to do, or at least to appear it's of good, we can justify what we do because it doesn't seem like the right time or right place, or it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't fit into our, our understanding of what should be done. And he says, here, look, you say it takes four months. It's four months for the harvest. And Jesus says, just open your eyes and look and see that the harvest is right in front of you. He says, I'm prepared these things for you. I'm bringing people into your lives. Recently, uh, my wife and I went to Home Depot, and we had to get some blinds cut so they could fit into a window we were trying to cover. And a young man was back there, and, and he was going to cut the blinds for us, and he cut them up, and he put them back in a box that were laying on the, the box was laying on the floor. 
And he began to seal the box back up. And my wife made a comment to him and said, boy, by doing it all day long, you must have a sore back. And Yang stood up and he looked at us right in the eye and he said, it's a blessing for me to do this. I've lived on, in, on the streets most of my life. I've lived a very hard life <clears throat> and experienced much tragedy in my life. And this is a blessing for me to do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we looked at him. We began to realize God was working. You see, sometimes I think we get in these conversations or maybe we avoid these conversations because we don't want to be bothered by the fact that we may have to do something or we may have to go further than just the casual introduction that we have. But again, he says here that the harvest is white. It's all around us. There are people who need the gospel, who need to know who Jesus Christ is. And we're not allowing ourselves or availing ourselves to be able to listen, to hear what God's doing, to accomplish the harvest, to do the harvest. And what Jesus says here is this, the food, the nourishment of my whole life is doing the will of God. You know, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so it, it means that we, if we're doing what God has given us to do, if we're desiring to honor and glorify him, that's our nourishment. We find the strength and the ability and the joy to accomplish it because we're doing what God has called us to do and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus therefore answered and was saying to them, Truly I truly I say to you, the Son of Man can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things are the Son must also do in like manner. So you're hearing this again. What do we see? The consistency of, of truth here in Scripture and in the gospel is that Jesus is saying, listen, I came to earth. And if we're following Jesus and Jesus says, as the Father sent me into the world, I also send you into the world. So that means we're following him. We're taking up uh, his yoke and we're learning from him. That means we must do and live our life according to how he lived his life here on earth. And he was saying this is that truly, truly, I say to you, you could do nothing of yourself. If you remember John chapter 15, when it talks about the, the branch and the vine, he says, you can do nothing without me. But yet if you abide in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. He says, and so you can do nothing unless it's something that the Father, you see the Father doing. For whatever the Father's doing, we must do these things in like manner. So again, we can't just pick and choose what we want to do and call it good because it's convenient for us. We must be in a relationship to where we're seeing what God is doing and realizing that God must do it through us. And so by faith, we step into it, and now we're accomplishing good works because we're doing them according to what we see the Father doing. If Jesus says, I can only do what I see the Father doing, then we should live our lives no less of living that way. We must do what we see the Father doing. So the question is, what do you see the Father doing in your life? What do you, what do you see the Father doing in the church's life? It's not a matter of us just creating ministry and just throwing people into it just to be doing something. We must see what the Father's doing and be faithful in doing that. In Colossians 1, verse 9 and 10, he says this, For this reason also, Paul says, since the day we have heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. He says, we're praying for you and we're asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So again, in order to do these good works, in order to see what God is doing, he says, we need to pray and spend time with God and, and seek out the knowledge and the wisdom of God's will, not what we want to do. We must be fervent in our, our desire and our ability to, to search God's heart and discover in spiritual wisdom what God is doing and what God wants us to do. He says, and so we do this, why? So that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, 
to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You see, there's a relationship going on here that as we seek God and desire to understand in all spiritual wisdom and understanding God's will for us, that we we step forward and walk in a worthy manner because now we're working walking in a manner that's guided by the Holy Spirit and by the wisdom of God to do and to please Him in all respects. And when we do that, the Bible says here in Colossians 1 that we will bear fruit in every good work. Now, we may see things happen because of the good things we do, but they're not good works that glorify God. People see us and they give credit to us for what we're doing. God desires to be credited by all things that we do. He says in the process of us doing that, in the latter part of verse 10, he says, and we will increase in the knowledge of God. So as we gain wisdom and understanding in God's will for our lives, and we go out in faith to do these things, we bear fruit in the process of God working through us, he reveals an aspect about himself that we never knew before. So we grow in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. So if God's transforming us into the image of Christ, it happens as we walk in fellowship with him and accomplish the works that he's prepared for us. And God continually reveals himself on an ongoing basis. And we are transformed into the image of Christ. Ephesians 2.10 kind of goes on and talks about that. For we are his workmanship. We're God's workmanship, and we are created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. Not our good, but God's good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Again, we see the consistent pattern of the gospel, the message of truth, that good works. What's good about it? It's good because God created it, and God prepared it, and God has called us and, and, and prepared us to step into those good works. To bring him glory. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, he says, Therefore, if a man cleanses himself, if a man will cleanse himself from all these things, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. So what we see here, if we have sin in our lives, we can never do what God's calls to do. We can't be doing good works. We may try to compromise and do something to cover up our shame and our guilt, but we cannot do good works. He says, if a man cleanses himself from the worldly, selfish, selfish, and fleshly things, he will then be a vessel of honor. Be a vessel of honor. He'll be sanctified, set apart. He'll be useful for the master. He'll be prepared for every good work. But 2 Timothy goes a little further in, in chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, when it says, all scripture is inspired by God. Every, all scripture is inspired by God, and, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Again, what's God saying to us here? He's saying to us, if we're going to be prepared, if our hearts and our lives are going to be in a position where we can be available to God to do the good works he's called us to do, we must be in God's word consistently. We must allow the Holy Spirit to take the word of God and to prepare our hearts and reveal himself to us that we may see God's will and have understanding to do what God's called us to do. So let me close here in John chapter 5, verse 36. Jesus says this, But the witness, the witness which I have is greater than John, that of John the Baptist. For the works which the Father has given me to do, to accomplish the very works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. What is the evidence that God has sent you to do the works you're doing? It's God revealed himself through the works that you're doing. 
people realize it's just not you and I doing it, but something, something different, something miraculous has happened. Something unordinary has happened because God has done something through his people that only God could do. That's what Jesus is saying here. Listen, believe me, believe because of the works I'm doing. You see what the Father is doing in the works I do. So believe that. He says, the Father has sent me. I have done his works. And you. the evidence of, of God working is through what I've accomplished. Can we say that about the works we do? Folks, there's just a, a few verses here we've shared today in what it means to do the works of God and what and how that process happens and what the evidence of that is. And we must be honest with ourselves about how much we're doing in our personal lives and in the, the life of our ministries of the church. Are we doing good works? What's so good about it? Is our Heavenly Father truly being glorified or are the people in our community only seeing what the people in the church are doing and not seeing the glory of God through the works that we have accomplished as he works through us? And that's the gospel.